The following is a message from the pulpit of Parkside Baptist Church in Mesquite, Texas, led by Pastor Mike Wells. May we stand together for the reading of God's Word. Here's what the Bible says. From now ready to be offered, the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. Henceforth is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give to me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that love his appearing. Father, bless, I pray. Thank you for tonight. Thank you so much for the privilege to be able to come and open the precious pages of the Word of God. Speak to your heart, we do pray. And Lord, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated, if you will. For many years, I've been going uh, to the Philippines and started in 2001. Used to be as an evangelist, I would travel and sometimes uh, I would be gone for a total of three months and I would be preaching and I would uh, go over because it was less expensive to go over than go from country to country to country than it was to go over to one country, fly back, then go over to another country and then fly back then go over to another country and then fly back. It was just a whole lot less expensive just to go to one country and then in that one country use that as a pinnacle point and then just dive off into other countries. So uh, there was times when I'd be gone for about three months or so and uh, I would preach pastors' conferences and train individual soul winners. We have helped to start many, many independent Baptist churches. I know that we stopped counting at 150 uh, years ago. I don't know uh, who else has gone out and started independent Baptist churches because they surrendered at a conference or because of a partnership with one of the team members or something like that. I'm not really, really sure. Uh, but uh, this past week, yesterday being Sunday in the Philippines, a friend of mine by the name of Dr. Army Gisalva uh, 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 became pastor emeritus, pastored the church for 50 years, 50 years, and then turned it over to his son. And, of course, the church voted uh, unanimously for that. And, and what a blessing that is, as I saw a father and son hug, if you will, and then he turned the mantle over to his son, much like what happened here with, uh, with Dr. May and his dad. And what a wonderful blessing that was to be able to see. I was reading these verses, and it kind of reminded me of different men that I've known, even including Dr. Gisalva. I had the privilege to write a book about his life. It's about a 90-page book. Uh, I, I just had a burden uh, because uh, he is uh, in his mid-80s, and I had a burden to write a book about his life because I knew nobody was doing it, and I wanted to be able to preserve the great, mighty work that God uh, allowed him to have the privilege to do, averaging over 12,000, having big days of 16, 17, 18,000, and many, many hundreds of independent Baptist churches started from out underneath that church. Uh, they started a program in 2007 called uh, Nationwide Operation Saturation and has led over 9 million people to Christ through that particular program. And you say, well, that's impossible. You'd have to be in a country like that to understand it for sure. Uh, but uh, it is highly possible uh, that many, many people as uh, uh, would hear the gospel and receive Christ as Savior. And so what a blessing it's been over the years to be able to preach 
preaching that pulpit. And I was thinking about this verse, about him, and of course about Paul here as we're speaking of, and then many other uh, uh, pastors and many other preachers and missionaries and evangelists, a full-time Christian service, and many people that's been uh, in lay ministries that are business owners and uh, people that serve God faithfully uh, for the cause of Christ. And I think we could all attest to the fact tonight that we'd all like to have the testimony of Paul. And that is this, where he said, I'm now ready uh, to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. And so he's getting ready uh, to uh, step in another direction in his life. And that direction be in heaven. And the Bible says here, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. I think everybody in this room, honestly, would like for that to be your testimony. Uh, you like to be able to say, I have fought a good fight. Now, that's not talking about with each other. You're not supposed to be fighting each other, okay? And the pastor's not supposed to be the referee when it comes to fighting with each other, all right? But it's talking about fighting that good fight, and he names what fight it is, the good fight of faith. And so we're supposed to make sure that uh, we strive according to the masteries. We're supposed to make sure that uh, we keep our body in subjection to that which is the Word of God and the leading of the Holy Spirit. And he said here, he said, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. Then he says, henceforth, he says, there is laid up for me, talking about himself, a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give to me at that day. Then he clarifies, and he says, but not to me only. He said, but unto all them, watch it now, if you will, unto all them also that love is appearing. And I think all of us look forward to the Lord Jesus Christ's return. And what a wonderful blessing it's going to be uh, for you and I as believers to be able to enter into his presence. Uh, I've, I've stood beside people, honestly, that have uh, been dying and getting ready to walk through the door of death, and they do not have the, uh, the uh, assurance or the certainty, if you will, that they've been saved. And I've watched that tragedy take place, and I've watched people shake, and I've watched people be quite disturbed as the, uh, they know that that loved one that's laying there getting ready to take their last breath is going to be in hell for all eternity, and that's a horrible thing to experience. But I've also walked beside people that uh, were saved and I watched them as they gloriously went home to be with the Lord I've been in hospital rooms where a saint is getting ready to uh, depart this life and and go to heaven and I've watched family members gather hands around and pray it's almost like a little revival service and they begin to sing and they begin to testify and they begin to have a good time it's almost like there's a revival service that takes place inside of a hospital room as people's getting ready to go home to be with Jesus now I'll tell you what that's the way I think it ought to be. But how is it, I want to speak on this tonight, how to feel, I'm using that word feel purposely, how to feel ready to meet the Lord. You know, we, we operate now today, I think more than ever before, on feelings. You know, uh, how many people do I see today in church that I never saw before, an allotment of people that get their feelings hurt? All right, and so I, I want to speak uh, on on how to feel. It's good to feel good. I like feeling good. I, I like it when I'm not feeling bad. I like it when I wake up in the morning, had a great night's sleep, 
I like it. I like it when uh, I, I'm an omelet guy. I like to get up in the morning and my wife will have an omelet ready for me or if she's rushing around because she has a schedule too, oh, there's nothing. We always keep the ingredients in the refrigerator. It's ready to go. It's pre-cut. We are ready to roll. And so it's easy for me to flop an omelet in and be able to take care and take charge of the kitchen and uh, be able to do stuff like that. And, and can I tell you, listen, there's nothing like uh, having good fellowship. It just makes you feel good. Just makes you feel good when uh, the choir's up there singing and uh, and that song speaks to your heart. Man, it just makes you feel good. Uh, when you have a friend uh, that uh, maybe you go out to eat together, or maybe you go over to uh, take a hike together, I don't know, climb Mount Everest or something, I don't know, but you do something together, and can I tell you, uh, that friendship just makes you feel good. So I, I want to speak tonight on how to feel ready to meet the Lord, uh, and here's what we see, statement number one, we can feel ready to meet the Lord if you have a Damascus Road experience. What's that mean, preacher? That means if you know that you're saved, you can be uh, ready and you can feel good about it that you are ready to meet the Lord. Uh, Acts chapter 9 and verse 3, the Bible says, and as he journeyed, it says, uh, he came near Damascus. Suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And verse 4 of Acts 9 says this. Uh, of course, this is the Lord speaking. He said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Saul was a great persecutor of the believers. He was a great persecutor of the church. Oftentimes you find Saul in the back of a church and he would mockingly uh, be uh, ridding uh, the preacher. He would follow people home and get their address and then give false accusation against them in a court of law, have them apprehended, put down in the jail, and of course give witness against them when it came time, if you would please, for them to stand in judgment whereby they would be executed. And so here Paul is, and Paul is now traveling down the Damascus Road. The Lord speaks to him and says, Saul, Saul, uh, before he became known as the apostle, so Paul, why are you persecuting me? See, when somebody persecutes the church, I submit to you tonight that God himself takes it very personal. The Bible says, and the Lord said, I am uh, Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Uh, listen to this. Uh, as uh, uh, the Bible says, and he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what would thou have me to do? Uh, most Bible preachers believe that was the time of Paul's uh, or Saul's conversion, where he now turns to him and says, Lord, what would you have me to do? A saved person says that. And so uh, I believe this is where uh, Saul got saved. So uh, have you been saved? Now I know who I'm talking to tonight. This is the cream of the crop. I know that. Uh, but have you been saved? I mean, I know we got Sunday school teachers in here tonight. I, 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 I do know that. But have you been saved? Uh, I know that tonight you're a bus captain and you have workers under you faithfully serving Christ. But have you been saved? I know tonight you might be a deacon or you might be a deacon's wife and God bless you and we love you. And But have you been saved? I know tonight you might sing in the choir, work in the nursery, be an usher, and you don't do all that at once, of course. But have you been saved? Uh, I know tonight that there's been a, a lot of religious practices going on in churches across America, yes, even independent Baptist churches, but I'm asking tonight, as you sit in the pew, have you been uh, saved? Do you know that you're going to go to heaven? Are you ready? Have you had a Damascus Road experience where you've received Jesus Christ as your Savior? You can be religious and lost. You can be religious and lost in a Baptist church. 
uh, you can sing in the choir and be lost. I cannot begin to testify of how many people over the years that I've preached in churches across America and around the globe that were uh, members of a church and yet lost. And they walk down the aisle and they receive Christ as Savior. The most important thing you can ever do in your life, my dear friend, is be saved and know it. Uh, how can you feel ready to be able to meet the Lord? You can do that by being ready through a Damascus Road experience. Statement number two, uh, you can feel ready about meeting the Lord when your past sins are forgiven. When your past sins are forgiven. I want you to think about Paul there for a minute, if you don't mind. Uh, Acts chapter 7, if you will, in verse 58, uh, the Bible says, and cast him out of the city and stoned him, talking about Stephen. The Bible says, and uh, witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. And so before he became known as the great apostle Paul, he was Saul, and he was there as a witness of Stephen's death. The Bible says in Acts chapter 22 and in verse 20, the Bible says, and when the blood of the martyr Stephen was shed, he says, I also uh, was standing by and consenting, consenting, he didn't say stopping, he said consenting onto his uh, death and kept the raiment, the Bible says, of them uh, that slew him. And so uh, here's what we see. We see that Saul was there and he remembered that. He remembered being there when Stephen was stoned to death. He remembered having a part consenting to it. He remembered, no doubt, no doubt, my dear friend, no doubt, no doubt in the world. He remembers uh, laying on a cot somewhere and remembering all the times he gave accusations against the church and against individual believers. No doubt he remembered those times. No doubt he remembered times of following them down to their houses and getting their street addresses or their uh, resident uh, places where they did live and then reporting them and then giving false accusations against them. No doubt he remembered all of that. Hey, no doubt tonight, you as a believer, uh, you remember the times that you sinned. You remember the times you did wrong. You remember the times that uh, you fell short. You remember the times when you said something you shouldn't have said. You remember the times that you didn't say something you should have said you remember the times when uh, uh, you did not obey the Lord and many times God will speak to your heart and show you things during the midnight waking hour when you're there all by yourself and you're laying in your bed and God will begin to show you that hey uh, you shouldn't have did that you shouldn't have said that what am I saying tonight you can thank God tonight that God forgives sins yeah. God's not going to hold it over your head God forgives past sins. Now, because uh, Paul knew that, he knew that he was chief of sinners. 1 Timothy chapter uh, 1 and verse 15, he says, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all uh, expectations that uh, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. He said, testifying now of whom I am chief. He testified, I just want you to know uh, I'm the worst of the worst. Now, can I tell you, but he also knew the good saving grace of God. He also knew that God was not going to hold something over his head. He also knew that uh, he could have peace and he laid his head down on his pillow at night. Why? Because uh, once saved, always saved. Yes, but it goes far deeper than that uh, because God forgives sin. Boy, thank God for that. I don't know how many times as a Christian I've sinned. I'm talking about sinned. 
But I go to my heavenly Father, and the Bible says that First uh, uh, John uh, chapter 1 and verse 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I can thank God tonight. You can thank God tonight that you have a heavenly Father that will forgive you of all your sins, of all your mishaps, of all your shortcomings. Hey, you can wake up fresh every morning. You can step out into the sunshine. You can enjoy serving Christ. Why? Because God is not going to hold sin over your head or keep you in captivity. Uh, I'm saying this. uh, You can feel ready to meet the Lord uh, uh, by having a Damascus road experience you can feel ready to meet the lord because you know your past sins are forgiven you can feel ready to meet the lord because you're you're going to fight that good fight you know paul said this he said uh, for second uh, timothy chapter 4 and verse 7 he said i fought a good fight now he's saying that towards the end of his life but that means he did it in his younger years too right. now don't forget he's talking about that good fight of faith Forsaking, oh, I trust him. The acrostics for faith. Forsaking, oh, I trust him. So putting your total faith in him. Don't let somebody trip you up. Don't become entangled again with the affairs of this world, my dear friend. Don't do that. The world is always going to pull on you. The flesh is always going to pull on you. The devil is always going to pull on you. Oh, watch this, if you will. Just watch this, if you will. Give me these three young boys right here. Yeah, three young, just one, two, three. Come here, hurry, come on, Lord's coming, hurry, so run. Now, here's what we got, here's what we got. We have the world, don't tear my jacket too bad. We have the world, we have the flesh, and we have the devil. And all of them are trying to pull me that direction. All of them are trying to pull me. Don't tear the jacket. Don't tear. This is just an illustration. Uh, so, uh, but they're all trying to pull me that way. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Here's what the Bible says. Watch this. Let go. He says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That means the Lord Jesus Christ is greater in me than the world, the flesh, and the devil. So I, I, I am able... Uh, to go and serve uh, stand up if you will and hold your Bible I'm able to serve my God I'm able to uh, understand the Bible I'm able to go in the direction of truth even though the world the flesh and the devil is kind of pulling on me a little bit uh, 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 because greater is he that is in me my friend than he that's in the world And so I can overcome them by the blood of the Lamb. I can overcome them by truth. I can overcome them by Jesus Christ because uh, he's no match uh, 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 for that which is Christ. He's no match for that which is Christ. He is no match for that which is Christ. He is no match for that which is uh, God. He is no match for that which is God. I've got all the figure of the Godhead inside of me when I receive Jesus Christ as Savior. uh, I, I have the ability... Uh, not to be that person that will uh, submit myself to the things of this world if I walk with him. But I've got to decide I want to go this direction. Now, here's what the problem is. Most of the time, when the world tugs on us, here's what we do. Oh, man, I miss you. I'm so glad to see you. And, and I'll come with you. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I will. I will. You want to go down and watch a dirty movie? Woo! I'm in it. Yes, I am. Uh, you know, what do you want me to do? You want me to go out and get drunk with you? Woo! I'm ready. You pay, man. I'll do it. Yes, I will. All right. Now, wait a minute. Watch it. But that flesh pulls on us just a little bit, and that's what we do. There's the world. Then there's the flesh. 
Now, the flesh doesn't necessarily pull on us to go out and do things that you see that are sinful in the world. But here's what the flesh will do. The flesh will cause you to start to think things during your midnight waking hour that you would not think. Uh, that flesh is pretty strong, my dear friend. So that flesh will cause you to think on things that you shouldn't be thinking. And by the way, if you're a child of God tonight, you've been under good Bible teaching, good Bible preaching, you've been in your Bible some yourself, and uh, you know what's right and wrong. But what happens is you'll lay in your bed at night and the devil will begin to put stuff inside your head and you'll just, you'll, you'll just, uh, you'll cater to it. You'll play it through over and over again. And before you know it, you're embracing it. You're embracing it. <laughs> All right, so there's the world, the flesh, and then there's the devil. Now, the devil, when he shows up, he doesn't show up with red horns sticking outside his head. You're not going to see him. Bible says he comes as an angel of light. Yeah, he does. So he comes in disguise. That's right. No, it's not the deacons. I'm telling you, it's not the deacons. But uh, he comes in a disguise. All right, thank you. Be seated. Thank you, Dr. Bachman. Watch this, if you will. Uh, 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 can you feel uh, ready? Do you feel good about being ready? Uh, you can do that by having a Damascus Road experience, by your past sins, knowing that they're forgiven, by fighting that good fight. Second uh, Timothy chapter 2 and verse 3, the Bible says, uh, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Uh, hey, do you know what? Uh, we can feel ready to meet the Lord uh, if we keep the faith. That's what Paul said. Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7, he said, I kept the faith. I kept the faith. I didn't stray from the faith. Now I'm telling you, I submit to you tonight, it's harder to keep the faith today, my dear friend, in the present uh, world, in our present country even, than it's ever been before. The onslaughts of the devil is more real today, I think, more real today in the public arena than it's ever been before. It used to be the things that uh, Americans were ashamed of. I'm talking about shamed of. That was just called decent. Now they embrace it, and if you don't embrace it, they make fun of you. We're living in a different era. We're living in a different day. But may I say this tonight? May I say that uh, you ought to decide you're going to keep the faith. Hello. You know, you can enjoy keeping the faith. Did you know that? You know, you can have fun being a Christian. Did you know you don't have to drink and you don't have to smoke and you don't have to dope in order to be able to have fun in serving Jesus Christ? Uh, whenever you get on the right side of the track and you just decide to stay there for a while, you begin to enjoy the pleasure of serving Christ and not the pleasure of sin for a season. Here's what our Bible says over in Jude 3. It says, Beloved, it says, When I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Now he's saying to those uh, uh, that are there under the pitch of his voice and at the end of his handwriting, he said, I'm just telling you now that you ought to earnestly contend for the faith. 
all right? Uh, the Bible says in Psalm 1 and verse 3, the Bible says, and uh, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, and he bringeth forth his fruit in uh, his season, and his leaf shall not wither, uh, and whatsoever he uh, doeth shall prosper. Now, what's that mean? Well, that simply means this, that your faith is stable. Your faith is stable. It's planted. It's not going anywhere. It's planted. It was amazing to me years ago when my dear wife and I uh, uh, met and then married in Florida. And uh, amazing to me when the, uh, when the, 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 the huge storms would come in, uh, that uh, uh, those trees down there, I'm talking about the uh, those those beautiful uh, uh, pine trees and uh, uh, different ones. They would just kind of they would bend a little bit this way and bend a little bit that way and stuff like that. And, and here's what they were they were just going to stand. It wasn't going to knock them completely out. It wasn't going to deroot them. It, hello. Uh, now I'm saying this I'm saying that uh, you and I can understand this we can understand that uh, our faith should stand during tempest times I mean it should stand during difficult times during suffering times during a temptational type of times during times of hardship and personal tribulational times our faith ought to be able to stand now I want to tell you something you don't have to stand harshly you can be kind you can smile at somebody that tries to tempt you to do something. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. You need to laugh a little bit. And I'm sorry. No, I'm not going to do that. Sorry. I don't go that way. God bless you. I love you. You know, come on. I was at door knocking the other day, and the guy was smoking a cigarette. He got all nervous. He offered me one. Now, I'm not making that up. That's the truth. He offered me a cigarette. I said, no, I won't take it, but I'll take it home to my wife if you give me one. No, <laughs> but I think sometimes, here's, what, here's the way we are. And we, don't, don't get me wrong, we want to please the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that, that right? But you can be so tight that you squeak when you walk. Come on. Now, I don't, I don't think you ought to uh, drink beer, and I don't think you ought to dope, and I don't think you ought to shoot up with drugs, and I don't think you ought to do anything like that. But, but can I tell you, uh, uh, <laughs> you don't have to look as mean as a snake. We played volleyball the other night, didn't we, Brother Perales? He's on my team. I was on his team. We were on the same team. We had a couples activity. Uh, and by the way, we have couples activities. If you can squeeze it in, squeeze it in. It's fun. It's good fellowship. We had a, and we have all sorts of activities. We had a couple's activity the other night. Brother Butler was so kind to put it together, he and his dear wife, and, and the Loftons dove in there and helped to cook and serve. And it, it was just a wonderful time. And, and we went over and we played. And I appreciate, uh, you know, Brother Butler and Mrs. Butler heading that up for our church and doing a spectacular job and appreciate that so much. And, and, and they decided we're not going to play softball outside. It's too hot. We're going to play volleyball inside. So what would you think about that preacher? Thank the Lord. <laughs> I wasn't all that excited about just getting out there. And, but we played volleyball inside. Oh, it was good. I mean, it was just good. Uh, uh, Brother Prowess, I'm telling you, he could probably make some uh, junior Olympic team or something. I don't know. I mean, that guy, you know, he was over here and hitting it, and every time he hit it, go over. And every time he'd come down right about there, I'd go like this, and I'd miss him. He'd just be going back there. But, you know, we had fun with it. 
I mean, we're laughing. I think most of the time they're laughing at me, but I had fun with it too. What I'm saying is you don't have to be serious all the time. You know, you can come to church and I'm for preaching. Don't get me wrong. I'm for preaching. And when your hide needs skinning, I've got all right according to my office as a pastor to skin your hide. Matter of fact, I'm commanded by God to skin your hide. Okay? And I don't mind doing it. I really don't mind doing it. When you need it, I don't mind doing it. But can I tell you uh, that <laughs> you're saying that because you sit beside your wife. That's what you do. But, but can I tell you this? Uh, most of the time, we don't need that most of the time. I'm just being honest with you. We got a pretty good group of people here. We got people who love Jesus here. We got people who work bus routes and sweat. I watched Brother Stead come in off the bus route tonight. I said, uh, Sylvia, I said, look at the back of his britches. I said, man, they're wet from here all the way down here. I said, you know what that means? That man's been sitting on a bus all day long, sweating to death to reach boys and girls for Christ. Man, I'm proud he's a deacon. I wish everybody sweat like that. Maybe you're laughing at something I don't understand. But, but, but I'm saying this. I'm saying that, hey, thank God for people that serve God. Get out on a hot bus and lead singing. Get out on a hot bus and try and love kids that don't even understand what the love of God is all about. Thank God for that. Boy, thank God for those that sacrifice and go out on a Saturday and you're not getting paid and nobody's patting you on the back and nobody's giving you praises. But I tell you what, there's going to be rewards in heaven for you. I'm saying tonight, uh, uh, you know, keep the faith. Don't get discouraged. Don't get down. You know, uh, 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 yeah, every so often we'll preach an encouraging message and, and t- take it to heart. And, and, but don't just encourage yourself, but encourage others along the way. Come on, man. You know, go up to somebody and say, hey, you're doing a good job. You're working on a bus ride. Hey, you're doing a good job. You visit somebody in the nursing home. Hey, uh, uh, Brother Cavanaugh, thank you for heading up those uh, nursing homes that you head up on a, a Sunday night or Saturday night and uh, loving people. They don't have a way to love back and they don't have a way to care, but somebody cares for them. I'm saying, hey, uh, hold to the pain. Whenever you get so discouraged that you're getting ready to throw in the towel, think of the people that need your love. Statement number next. I'm saying this. I'm saying tonight, uh, how can you feel ready to meet the Lord? Uh, uh, Having a Damascus Road experience, uh, knowing that your uh, your past sins are forgiven, uh, keeping uh, the faith, fighting the good fight. Let me give you just uh, uh, one or two more, and that is this. Finish uh, your course. Finish your course. I finished my course, Paul said. I finished my course. Uh, now, I understand he's at the end. I understand. But also understand this. Now, stay with me now. Stay with me now. Stay with me now. Stay with me now. Here we go. Stay with me now. Here it is. I also understand that we live our life by courses. Yeah. Amen. I had a friend of mine. He's a national evangelist. He's with the Lord now. But he pastored. Stay with me now. He pastored, my, my, my wife Sylvia know exactly who I'm talking about. He pastored, then he went uh, into evangelism. And then he would pastor, and he'd go into evangelism. And he would pastor, and he'd go into evangelism. 
And a friend of mine, uh, a, a casual friend of mine that was also a friend of his, uh, uh, started criticizing him in my presence. You don't criticize people in my presence. But he started criticizing in my presence. He said, well, he just can't make up his mind. I said, it might be that he's not making up his mind. Maybe God is. Uh, you know, I wouldn't spend time judging him as much as I'd spend time just serving God. You let him follow God's will. Hello. He'd jump in and out, in and out. But all the time he jumped in, he helped church. And every time he jumped out, he's helping somebody else. It's by course. It's by course. You know what? I think if everybody that came to our church stayed in our church, uh, tonight the balcony would be overflowing. We'd have to sit people in the choir. You say, well, they left out of the will of God. How do you know that? How do you know that? Brother Ortez gave a good uh, testimony tonight. I think he left in the will of God. So you ought to be mad at him. He left the church. Oh, I'm glad somebody's following God's will. By the way, watch this. I had to follow God's will to get here. You know what that means? That means I left somewhere. You don't have to be a, a, a brain surgeon to figure that out. You know, these kids that are in our Bible college, did you know that they left somewhere to come here? You know, there's, there's churches. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. Uh, I wish people would communicate how they're serving God in different places because there's churches saying, well, they left our church and I, I don't know what they're doing. Probably out smoking dope. You don't know that. They might be on a mission field somewhere trying to serve uh, the Lord Jesus. You don't know that. Uh, uh, come on. Here's what we need to do. Doc, am I right? Here's what we need to do. We just need to serve God and have a good time at it. That's it. Just give it your best. You be faithful. You know where God wants you to be? Duh. Then you be faithful. You serve God. You give it everything you've got. And by the way, that'll help you have a good spirit. Because then you won't feel like you're here against your will. Amen. You know, everybody serving God here ought to be having a great time. Amen. If you're not having a great time, something wrong. And you ought to figure out by doing a heart evaluation what's wrong. I got to hurry. Here it is. I said, uh, uh, finish your course. Paul said, I have finished my course. First Corinthians chapter nine, verse 24. The Bible says, now ye, listen to it now. The Bible says, no, not now. Know ye not uh, that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize, so run that you may obtain. Then let me give you the last point. Now I'm done. I I'm saying this tonight. You know, let's go by that feeling thing. You want to? You want to? Uh, go by that feeling thing. Uh, how to feel ready to meet the Lord. Well, uh, have a Damascus Road experience that'll make you feel like you're ready to meet the Lord because you're not going to meet him any other way unless you get saved. Right, All right. Uh, 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 ha ha uh, have your past sins forgiven. Uh, that make you sleep good at night. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, statement number three, fight that good fight. Statement number four, uh, keep the faith. Statement number five, finish your course. And let me give you the last one and I'm done. Here it is, okay? And that is this. Uh, uh, know that you're ready because you're free from the blood of all men. You're free from the blood of all men. My neighbors know me. 
say, how do they know you? I've knocked on their door. Yes, sir. I've sit in many of their living rooms. They know, oh, hey, he's the preacher. Yeah, they know me. I've helped even some of them fix their fence. Matter of fact, Brother Butler's helped me to help some of them fix their fence. <laughs> Ezekiel chapter 3 and verse 18, the Bible says, When I say unto the wicked, Thou shalt surely die, and, and thou givest him not warning, uh, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way, to save his life. The same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Now, I want to tell you something. I, I, I love people. I really do. If you get to know me, you'll figure that out. But I, I also love the lost people, not just saved people, not just our church people. I thank God I get to be your shepherd. I thank God for that. And I love you, and I'm glad you're here. But I love the people that work down at the subways and the people that work in the gas stations. I love the people that work in the inspection stations. And I love the people that work down at the uh, uh, Mesquite Police Department. And I love the people that uh, uh, pick up the trash off the streets. All of them need Christ. If they're not saved, we have a responsibility. We were driving home today, and uh, we met with some couples that's uh, uh, praying about joining our church. And we were here to about, oh, I don't know, 1.45 or 2 o'clock or so, just meeting with couple after couple, uh, and, and uh, people that's praying about joining our church and stuff. And I thank God for those good meetings and how God's working in their hearts and stuff like that. And we were driving home, and I told my dear wife, I said, look, how about if we get something to eat? Well, I didn't have to cast the vote twice. She voted right away. I said, how about if we go and pick something up and take it home? And so uh, 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 she likes that, uh, what's that place you like, honey? What's that thing called? Canes? It's, it's what you call canes? Raisin canes. Thank you very much. Thank you. You like it too? All right. And so <laughs> raisin canes. And so uh, she said, I'd like to go to Raising Cane's. And so I said, okay, there's one in Forney. And we're driving down the road. And I'm looking over. And my, there's about 10 apartment buildings going up that they were not there three weeks ago. If they were, I passed them and not noticing them. But they were put there relatively soon. I mean, they were, they're there. Now, they had to build them. And they had to build them because people was coming in. It's blowing my mind how many people are moving here. Great mission field. I'm telling it's a great mission field. So I'm saying this. Don't let the blood of those that's around you, your neighbors, they need to hear about Christ. Yes. Those that's in the doctor's office, they need to hear about Christ. I was visiting someone in the hospital. I had one of her men with me, and I was passing out gospel tracts as I was walking down the hallway, and we got in the elevator. He said, I knew you were going to do that. I said, do, do what? He said, I knew you were going to do it. I said, do, 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 did I do something wrong? Do, wrong. do, 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 do what? He said, you passed out tracts. I watched you. You passed out tracts to every single one of those nurses. I see y'all, wasn't that fun? Now, he didn't say it, you know, meanly. He was just saying, I knew you were going to do it. Hello? 
I love going to the uh, 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 hospital. You go to those bathrooms. It's those hallway bathrooms. And you look down. And there's a Parkside Baptist Church track. And I say, ooh, somebody's been here. I go to the gas station. It's true. I'm telling you, it's true. Brother Adams, it's true. I go down, I, I shop down here at QT. That's pretty much where I get my gas all the time. And so I go to QT, and they got those little plastic things outside, you know, little plastic things outside. And I pull up in there, and, and there's, a, there's a Parkside Baptist Church gospel track in the plastic bin right there. And I'm saying, ah, somebody's been here. I mean, one of us has been there is what I'm saying. I know there's people all around. I mean, I know somebody's been there. But, but one of us has been there. You know, what a blessing. What a blessing that is. Go in the waiting room, see tracks everywhere. I pull up at McDonald's and say, hey, look, I want to give you this and invite you out to church. Lady reached under. She said, I got four. I said, well, put that one with it. You got five. By the way, stop keeping those things. Pass them out. <laughs> Mrs. Rush doing last campaign. She was out in Forney. She's passing out tracks. I get my clothes cleaned out in Forney, and I walk in to get my clothes cleaned. And I, 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 I tell now, give me the best discount. I'm always asking for a discount. I say, give me the best discount you can give me. I mean, treat me right. The lady said, I always treat you right. Matter of fact, she said, uh, I help your church to grow. I said, what in the are you talking about? You don't come to our church. She said, there's a little white-haired uh, old woman. She said, you're old. I didn't say that. <laughs> she said, there's a little white-haired old woman that comes out here. And I noticed her. She's out in the parking lot in 40. And she's putting these tracks on the windshield. I felt for her. I thought, my, she's got too many of those. She had a handful. She's got to me. She's going to have a stroke, die, fall down between the cars, and nobody will know she died. That's what she said. <laughs> she said, so I felt like I needed to help her. So I went over and got some of those tracks, preacher, and I put them on all those cars. She said, and I looked around. She said, she's gone. <laughs> That's the way to do it, Miss Rush. <laughs> And I said, but ma'am, you don't even come to our church. She said, but I believe in your church. Amen. She said, there's nobody doing that. I'd like to help any way I could. Now, I'm saying this. I'm saying uh, free from the blood of all men. Last verse I'll read you. Acts chapter 20 and verse 26. The Bible says, wherefore, it says, I take you to record this day. Now, this is Paul. Remember what I said in the book of Ezekiel? This is Paul giving testimony now. Acts chapter 20 and verse 26. Wherefore, I, I take you to record this day. He said that I am pure from the blood of all men. That's an amazing testimony. Doesn't that get you under conviction? I am pure. Now, now, by the way, he's saying that as an individual, not because he's a preacher, but he's saying that as an individual. Can you say you're free from the blood of all men that live in your neighborhood? Where you shop, your relatives, yeah. I, I'm saying this. I'm saying, you know, you'll feel good at night knowing that you did your best in serving Jesus Christ and just being ready. I'll testify, and I'm done. 
If I drop dead of a heart attack tonight, please do not wish that on me. But if I drop dead of a heart attack tonight, I can say this, I serve my master well. I don't have any ought in my heart against anyone. I have uh, 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 prayed the way I should. I've read my Bible the way I should. i prepared messages. I've tried to be a good husband. I've tried to be a good father. Uh, now I'm, uh, I'm, I'm labeled as grandfather, and I try to be a good grandfather. Uh, I, I've done my very best in being a, a president of a college and being the founder of IWWE and trying to train pastors in even foreign countries to start independent Baptist churches. And I've given my God myself to be able to preach anywhere that he wants me to preach at the drop of a hat. And I, 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 I try to help our dear people that I love here as I pastor them and I give them my life. And my wife uh, is so gracious to me for allowing me to do all that I do in trying to meet your needs. And, 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 and can I tell you, I, I think I can lay my head on my pillow and say, I, I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. Now here's my question. Can you do that? Can you do that? If not, maybe we just need to come meet with the Lord and say, now God, please help me to feel like I'm ready to meet the Lord. Father, help us tonight, I pray. Thank you for these dear people. Thank you for joining us today. For more audio or video content, you can visit our website at parksidebaptist.org.